Hello, everybody. How are you? It's me, Doc Normal. Uh, believe it or not, it's 2019, and that's uh, pretty uh, darn insane. And, uh, oh, look, see, I'm, I'm further out, but that's okay. Uh, anyway, um, ah, happy 2019. This is a terrible open, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, because, you know, <laughs> everything's in good, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hi! Okay, so, uh, and over here, we have uh, uh, Jason Allen. Say hi, Jason. How are you? Hello, friends. It's so good to see you again. You doing okay? It seems like we haven't seen each other since last year, and I just wanted to touch base with you again and tell you that Dick Curmudgeon is thinking about you. Dick Curmudgeon. Yes. Dick Curmudgeon. I was just hoping... That everything was still working here. Right. And it is sort of right. working. And wow, you are close up and I am uh, not. Yeah. I mean, everything is so changed and everything. I, and I literally, I feel like a newbie again. You do. Yeah. I'm just going to adjust your camera Can, as you speak. There oh. We go. Hello, friends. That's a little bit better. Yeah, so I figured our first time out again in 2019, uh, I needed to reprise the role of Dick Curmudgeon, right? He, I like the role of Dick Curmudgeon. He's, he's been chomping at the bit. He's been deep, deep, deep undercover, and uh, he, he has been, he's been excited to make his appearance again, um, so here he is. If I can get my stupid headphones back on. <laughs> well, Dick, yes. as a matter of fact, as yes. a matter of fact, now that you... you Say it now. Like, now I adjust. I'm trying to get this background yes. back to normal. Yes, I've made some changes. Changes. Time to <clears> face <throat> the strain. Changes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Oh, arr, arr, arr. Yes, there's some changes here. But anyway, uh, now that you're back on the case, I've yes. got the first case. Back on the case. Works. Yes. This Do you is know a- what this is. Do you see this? So uh, it, it looks like a purloined sock. Do you see what this is? Yes. Look at this. Look at it. Okay. Oh, I think it's clean. Yes. You can smell. Oh, yeah. It's no. It's, it's clean. I'm sensing that it's a sock or it's some a garment that you put on. <laughs> you think the Desinex burger? I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna use my detective powers and tell you that this is a sock. So I did the laundry today. Yes. And I got my socks out. Excellent. And what do I get? One missing sock. Yes. The sock gremlins. Ah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The case. The case of the uh, missing sock. That was that. Was that your favorite Hardy Boys? <laughs> the Hardy Boys. The case of the missing sock. Gee, Chet. If I remember right, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a huge like crossover thing. Huge. You had. Uh, you know, you had Parker Stevenson. You had Nancy Drew. It was just this huge crossover event where like you know they're trying to find the socks and everything and I at first the they thought it was like something supernatural right like maybe it's like fell into like a void sort of wormhole or whatever and then it just turned out uh uh their kid brother was taking them yeah yeah i know yeah well here's the problem with the uh, missing i'm still looking at Fascinating things with streaming, like, oh, hey, keep changing stuff. <laughs> you know, it's not so bad. You, you go in there and you do a, a yeah, yeah, it is clean. <laughs> <laughs> <The> smell test. 
<laughs> it wasn't what? dirty. I, I just wanted it. It has that fresh, you know what? It has that yes. fresh scent of dollar store yes. laundry detergent. Yes. <laughs> Which means there's enough chemicals in here to 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 kill a yak. an enemy. <laughs> like if if the Russians ever come and invade, just was, throw your dirty throw your socks cleanly washed in dollar store detergent, yes. and they'll die of chemical. It, it, it's Geneva Convention, it really is. You know, not many people know this. Yeah. But did you know that that exact tactic was used in the KGB handbook yeah. up until 1984? No, they they no they they won't. Uh, the, it is. This is not allowed in the Geneva Convention. <laughs> that's right, socks. Dollar store laundry detergent. It's like, whoa, that's chemical warfare there, my friend. That's right. I mean, how do they sell it for a dollar, right? It's just pretty much like, hey, what do we got laying around here? I don't know. It says toxic waste. Pour it in and put and, in some scent. And if you wear it for a couple days first, it turns it into a bioweapon. I know, exactly. So that's, that's multi-use. I don't know. But socks, yes, I've always had it for for the longest time. Uh, you know me, I love a good conspiracy theory, right? Right. So when there's like missing socks, automatically I'm thinking either there's like a wormhole or something where it's slipping off into another plane of existence. And then I found just like a pile of mismatched socks in my son's room. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that there was more of an earthly reason why the socks were uh, well missing. The purloined socks. So here's the thing. Yes. Yeah, you get a lot of static electricity laundry day, right? <laughs> sure. And you're just like peeling socks out, right? Yeah. And then and then it's like and then, oh, then I like found some socks like in my hoodie. It was like oh, I go in an arm. It's I like, love that socks. There's socks there, right? It's almost like Christmas, right? Yeah. You find, like, oh my gosh, I found a there's sock. There's some socks in here. Yeah. So I'm getting all excited because I'm looking for the other. Right. Pair, right? The yeah. other sock, right? And so I pull one sock out, and I'm like, this is awesome. I found it. And it's yeah. like, wait a minute. And I pull another sock out. <laughs> so now I have a pair, and I still have this. Oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. But oh. Uh, but you know what happens with the socks, right? Okay. Six months from now. Yeah. You follow me here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the I, camera I will, on you. I will follow Dick. you. Okay. Six months from now. Yes. I am going to be at a cocktail party. Yes, okay. Probably, maybe, oh, maybe, not not doing that. Still got the coffee, but yeah. uh, martini glass, three uh, olives. Turtleneck? Oh, turtleneck, excellent. definitely turtleneck. Okay. Excellent, excellent, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, oh, would you like a, yes, I'd like a, oh, yes, loafers. thank you. Will you be wearing loafers? Always loafers. Excellent, okay. And I'll be like, uh, they're trying to make small talk. Yes, it's like, oh, have you seen the latest uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians? And I'll be like, <laughs> nope. But I do like the Dominion War in that Deep Space Nine. Love the Kardashians. Right. Derek. I, oh, I love those guys. I got for like six anyway. years, seriously, for six years, I got the term Kardashian and cardigan mixed up. There you They're go. They're like, hey, have you seen them? Like, yeah. yeah, you know, I put one on last week and it was so fabulous. Yeah. You know. I don't know. One is a crazy media whoring family, and the other <laughs> is a band from Sweden, the oh. Cardigans. And the other, Malmo. and the other is Cashmere. I, I, I'm just always keeping up with the Cardassians because I watch replays of Star Trek, yeah. Next Generation, and stuff. You, you want to know anyway. how old I am? I, I am so old that when someone says the word Kardashian, I'm always saying, "Hey, wasn't he a lawyer?" He was actually, and that's actually the family. <laughs> right. That's actually them. Right. That's uh, my OJ re- OJ Simpson. That's my reference point, though. Right. OJ Car- Simpson. Kardashian. Wasn't he? It's, you know, clo- clo- whoever yeah. they are. I don't know them. It, it, wasn't he? Hmm. But he was. Wasn't he, wasn't he one of the defense team of one OJ of the dream Simpson? team? Him 
Johnny Cochran. O.J. Uh, Simpson. Uh, Simpson. Oh, gee, yeah, oh, yeah. The glove not, no, fit not anymore. Simpson. Not, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't remember. There, there was that guy. I can see his face. Anyway, yeah. We can use that line. We we can dovetail this from the Simpson trial into the socks. You ready? Yeah. Right. If the sock isn't found, it must be around. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank hey, you. That's pretty good. Thank you. You haven't lost it, man. Thank you. It's been a while. It's it's all been caged it's a sock. up. Ain't around. <laughs> It can't be found. That's right. Johnny. Wow, that's I like that. I like it. Uh, title of the show today. I've got, um, I've got many other Cochranisms ready to. Uh, how, you know. how to work Johnny Cochran into <laughs> a show graphic. Uh, oh, boy. Right. Yeah. Folks, okay. have you ever been at a loss at a cocktail party yeah. and want to know what to do? We can help you with Johnny Cochranisms. Yeah. You know, it's almost like those little flip things, you know, the ad lib stuff. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, I think I think Saturday Night Live did that back in, like, 96 or whatever. It's like we're regurgitating over 20-year-old jokes. Um, but yeah, So I'll be, <laughs> I'll be there at the cocktail party. Yes, right? yes, yes. Uh, three olives. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 a, uh, martini. Dry? Extra dry? dry. Yeah. Oh, yes. Dry as Extra Sahara. dry. Excellent. James Bond. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, vodka. You know, <laughs> the, gin, the gin just doesn't sit well with me anymore. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> the bathtub it gin never, just doesn't. No. Yeah. Oh, I have stories. I can tell stories. Ooh. They usually always, my gin stories, you usually, I, 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 can characterize certain liquor, and <laughs> yeah. and for me, gin is tears. Yes. It's always tears. Gin yes. and tears. Yes, because after a while, you start equating uh, any sort of liquor with emotion, right? Yeah. Like like gin is tears. Uh, uh, for me, vodka. I just want to call a special prosecutor. Hey, <laughs> right? Jung- jungle juice is regrets. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just happens. But I'll be there at the cocktail party, right? Yeah. Yes. And, yes. you know, and it's like, oh, can we take your jacket? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. That would be very nice. Would you like to take it? So I'll remove my jacket. I'm wearing the turtleneck, right? Of course. Of course. And then, and then you know, I might turn around <laughs> to talk to another guest. <laughs> Sticking out of the and turtleneck. And what the hell's going to happen, right? Right. Right there, yeah. the sock's going to be stuck statically for the last six months to my back. And I'll be like, oh, well, yes, I do think that, uh, you know, the stock market will recover with my dad. And everyone will look at me and go, don't tell him he's got a sock stuck to the back of his turtleneck. Or will they? They may look at you and say, like, oh, he's been partying. Oh, that salty dog. Yeah. He must have stories to tell, you know. <laughs> yeah. Get socks sticking out of his thing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, Jason, that's when you have a sock and someone's panties statically stuck to you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got him confused. And just, uh, that actually has happened to me once. No. Yeah, yeah. Panties <clears throat> sticking out somewhere? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it happens. Well, I know. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> You're like at work, and you're like, "Oh wow!" Uh, you know, like, <laughs> and then, and then you try to pass. Guess it the lady did the laundry with and, my. Sh- yeah, I know. You know. Guess the lady did the laundry with my <laughs> dress shirts right. today. Boy, Oops. I really need to get a, a thing of bounce or something. You know, <laughs> cut that static cling like really bad. Mm. Or or <laughs> I mean, or a pant leg where you start pulling out like 
pretty much uh, like everyone's wardrobe out of your pant leg. Right. I've had that happen before. Right. Bandanas that you never remember if you've ever worn one in your life. You're yeah. Like, Where well, did this come from? It's usually articles of someone else's clothing. Gotcha. And you're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, have you ever? Oh. Have you ever done it's that? A, it's a. It's a handkerchief, really. It's, <laughs> it's very furly. Right. Have Victoria's ever, Secret. They're selling men's handkerchiefs now. Have you ever looked at oh, it and man. said, oh, my God, I can't recognize the monogram? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah, there you go. One night stands. It oh, was like a, no. It was like an hour and a half stand. It's like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When it's some other dude's monogram. Oh, <laughs> you know. Oh man! And then they're looking at you, you know, with the martini, and they're like, "My, he is a salty dog, isn't he?" Man, 2019, it's gotten salty already. It is. It's, That's pretty good. Well, we've had it Not all caged bad. up. We're like caged beasts, right? Caged. We're like, yeah, we're like these guys, and we've been around, sitting around for a couple months now on the shelf, right? We're not elves on the shelf. We're just on the shelf, and we got, we're like bears, and we're looking down at our claws, and we're like, "Hey, we're bears. We got claws," because we don't recognize it because we haven't been there in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone who's seen the anyone who's seen the movie Swingers will get that weird reference. Oh yeah, Sorry. that's uh, what's his name? Is that John Favreau? John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. yeah. I take yeah. this thing off here. Right there we go. We can see. Yeah. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been weird. Uh, oh, breaking news: Tulsi Gabbard says she <laughs> will run for president in twenty twenty. There's your breaking news. Huh. Interesting. Run for president. So uh, that's actually Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. Don't do that. No, I did. Yeah. Well, to me, that's like she's a known quantity, right? I mean, it was like, yeah, we knew that she was going to run. This is the first time, right? Yes. She didn't. Right. Okay. But uh, to me, though, she's a known quantity. I mean, everyone knew that she's going to run. The Gabbard, see, that. Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. yeah, That's a a little. uh, Yeah, yeah. And the the one that. the one that uh, I think people have been waiting for is Kam- Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Uh, but the, I saw something where it's not it, – uh, yeah. I, I read some news headlines that said she will announce on MLK Day. That is – in February. That is – isn't that interesting in and of itself when yeah. you choose to announce on MLK? Because it isn't, thing, it isn't like bad. you're going to decline it on MLK Day. I think that's kind of a veiled thing of, folks, you know what's coming. Yeah. You know, but I I just I just mentioned it because I know you like the politics and it was like right there. Oh, I get so. Sick. I, I didn't I didn't expect that. I did too. I last couple months I've been almost oh, anti politics. Yeah. Me neither. Same, same, same. What? You're in a federal employee and you didn't get your paycheck because some guy wants to build a wall. Well, the best the expect? best news the best news has come out of. Uh, uh, the best news has come out of uh, science, yes, and space. There's c- tons of cool stuff that's been happening there. Uh, the Ultima Thule, which uh, yeah, I don't know, people are <laughs> mad about that name for God's sake. Uh, but uh, you know, NASA, that New Horizons probe, the one that went to Pluto, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we saw Pluto for the first time yeah. in our lives. Wow, that was amazing. It was, and how beautiful Pluto was, as a matter of fact. Right. It was like it wasn't even like ugly. It was like you think, oh, okay, Pluto's out here, ugly rock. All of a sudden, it's like pink. It's got a Valentine heart on it of ice and stuff. It's like, oh, hi, welcome. It's like Pluto's just this little guy out there. Hey, you are a planet. Yeah. 
And yeah. so now uh, that same probe yeah. is almost twice as far as Pluto. I mean, it's wow. really far. That thing's traveling really fast. Yeah. And it's met the furthest thing out that we've ever met in the solar system, which is this little uh, Ash- thing called ultimate... Ash- Asteroidy thingy or whatever. Uh, it's a what do they call it? Uh, an or- Oort cloud. Uh, oh. Um, see, I know this, but I can't. I can't. I can't remember the name. The mm-hmm. classification. That's okay. So somebody will. So, somebody yeah. will. Send but it's us it's on. a it's a it's a bunch of stuff <laughs> from the primordial universe, and that's why it's interesting because this thing was formed yes. out there at the beginning of our solar system. Yeah. So it's really old, and um, and it looks, mm. it's like two little snow, it's basically two snowballs wow. that came together, like two big snowballs, like the size of yeah. Manhattan or something like that, you know, I mean, it's still like fascinating. A, the size of Portland, metro Portland area, you know, yeah. you know, uh, like you can, you know, ski on it, <laughs> but, uh, right. but, uh, but yeah. And, 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 yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of, I don't want to get into it, but there's a lot of interesting science. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and Brian May. And Brian May? The guitarist for right. Queen. Queen, of course. Who's gotta, a PhD and has astrophysics and he's worked on the project. It, 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 I, I love uh, finding out weird and quirky facts about people that instead of you're like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. like, wow. Like, you know, RoboCop Peter Weller being a PhD in history. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, yeah. you're like, sitting there like, wow, that is cool. You know, Brian, you know, well, Brian I, May, it's like, wow. I Isn't had known some? for quite some time about Brian May's background. So I knew that he was a PhD, I think in astrophysics, I think. I did not have the Brian, Brian May clearance level. Yeah, no, I, I knew that. Yeah. It, huh. it had been reported over the years. It was like it was like a trivia question. Yeah. It was like, what rock and roll star has a PhD in astrophysics? <laughs> you know, and you're like, like um, meatloaf? Well, <laughs> I'm thinking not Eddie Van Halen. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Randy Rhodes isn't with us anymore. Uh, How about Brian May? Brian May, you're right. You know, Alex Trebek. I'll take Cindy Lauper for two hundred. Ding. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Well known uh, neurosurgeon, actually, Cindy (laughs) Lauper. You didn't know? I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Uh, She's uh, she's uh, uh, invented the uh, the Lauper. It's the like lopper a, it's a procedure. Uh, what, in the lopper. What, what is the thing where they they yeah. they give you a lobotomy? The lopper lobotomy. Oh, that's <laughs> wow! And it's got the cover of your album. She's so unusual in front of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just end up at, after it's done. You kind of like you look like Jack Nicholson at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but you're just humming. <laughs> girls just wanna have fun. Uh, and apparently, oh, yeah, the girls just want it. That's all you do. And all apparently, day. they just not only want to have fun; they want to become world class neurosurgeons. Yeah. So yeah. So let's make fun of Cindy Lauper and lobotomies today. That, That's right. Those are the words for the day. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Today's curmudgeon mashup on the telly from Leicester. <laughs> right. That's what we should do. We, we have should. Enid. Um, we should have a curmudgeon mashup. We should we should do a game show. Ooh, chat show, game show. Ooh, see what's the weirdest thing that you can segue into something else or dovetail it back into something else that no one would ever expect. Here's a game show that I can think of. Yes, uh, let's play. Who had the crappiest holiday? Yay! <laughs> 
Hey, how you doing, everybody? This is Chet Ryback, and yeah. we're here with who had the crappiest holiday ever, starring. And the crowd can go how right, how crappy was yeah. it? Well, it was so crappy. No, I don't know. But, well, we don't have to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just I'm like still recovering over whatever the crud was that I had over the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Which was like, oh, I can't do this. And then it was like, oh, one thing, one thing I wanted to go do in the holidays, which was what it would it be? What yeah. would it what would be the one thing that would bring a little joy to my heart? There's only one thing. Cocktail parties. No. Oh, um, Small talk? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did we cover that already? Right, that's true. I'm sorry. Let, let me rewind it for you, okay. Jason. Uh, 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 vodka martini, da da da, off with the jacket, uh, socks stuck to back. Anyway. Right. Okay. Um, no, gotcha. I just, just one day go out with a few friends and see some live jazz music. Ooh. One yes. thing. And guess what? I was like, I was like, okay, looking forward, looking forward. Uh, so sick. I'm yeah. gonna just drink some tea and watch YouTube and go to bed. I mean, it was like, oh man. Yeah, that was screw the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> and we didn't even do any shows and whatnot. We had great plans for Christmas with the ah, yeah, We had the elf suits all picked out. Yeah. We, uh, I trained my dogs to be reindeer. I was desperate to do a show mm-hmm. just because our last show was goofy. As all I, Halloween, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Space Ghost and uh, Space Ghost drinking wine. <laughs> that was going to be, that potentially was the last, and that, and that was the last coffee with curmudgeons. Yeah. They went out with a bang, a drunk <laughs> Space Ghost on wine. Oh, that's really good material to go out with. I was like, I was like, uh, uh, gotta do a show here. Gotta do something, man. If, if we I had, was like, if we had the movie guy, you know, I was does desperate. That, they went out with a bang, a big bang. <laughs> I always forget that. Yeah, yeah. You know when you're like, hey, you got this great idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chicken outfit, da 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 da. And yes. then it's like, you know, a nuclear bomb. Something goes off, something goes, and that was the last, that was your last thing, right? Yep. And that's how they remember you. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's as if, uh, it's as if uh, um, Paul, you know, Paul Simon's still around, he's, he's touring, yeah. he's doing a lot of stuff, but it's as if something bad would have happened to Paul Simon mm. after he had done that Saturday Night Live where he opens it up uh, back in the 70s, where he opens it up in a turkey outfit because it was right. a Thanksgiving Saturday Night Live, yeah. and Lauren Michaels made him come out dressed as a turkey. Yeah. And it would be like, that's the last we remember of Paul Simon. Yeah. Or you can pay, basically say that that's the last you remember of Joe Piscopo. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, you know. Which actually, uh, I, they did around the holidays. Mm-hmm. They had their whatever thing. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't that memorable. It's like a best of sort but of. They, then they, yeah, because yeah. now they play it live on the West Coast yeah. as it's live in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So we get it. I always forget, like, Saturday Night like, comes or on, like, at, or 8, or, yeah. like, 8 at night or something here on the West Coast. Yeah. Because we're getting it live. It's not time delayed, which yeah. is an interesting thing. It's something they just did new last year. And so after that, then they have to fill the 11 o'clock 
spot or whatever. And so then yeah. they do a classic Saturday Night Live. Oh. So over the holidays, yeah, they actually played the one with Paul Simon Thanksgiving where he comes out in the turkey out. And it's one of the best Saturday Night Lives, most classic. Yeah. And, and, and the musical guest, yeah. Paul Simon's the guy who hosts it. Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. He's the host. But the musical guest is George Harrison. So half the half the episode is Paul Simon singing and George Harrison singing, and yeah. then them duetting on bridge over or on, on a couple tunes. Yeah, I want to say they did that, but maybe not. Um, they they're just both playing acoustic guitars and they do a couple numbers together. Yeah, it was one of the best like classic things ever. Yeah, like that was one of the best Saturday Night Lives ever. Yeah, like just yeah. the music alone. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, Paul Simon comes out and does uh, Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover. Still yeah. crazy. I mean, he's got the band. You know, he's this was like uh, this was like around the time and he he's released Prime. Right? Still he's, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what I think it was? I think over the holidays, he actually was the guest. Oh wow! On the new Saturday Night Live, yeah, they had Paul Simon. Yeah, because he's like doing his farewell thing now. Yeah, and he's... he did a big thing in like Central Park over the summer, or whatever. I heard all about it. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah, on the wherever. anniversary. Not maybe of, not uh, Central Park, but one of the big in New York. I think it was because I think it was on the anniversary giant, yeah. of the Simon and Garfunkel reunion. It's at, at, at Central yeah, Park. it was a big giant thing. Yeah. Yeah, and he came out and did some numbers, and uh, you know, but then they played this old one mm-hmm. with him back in the seventies, and it was like amazing. And he was like, yeah. you know, and then and then you start going, man, that guy, you know, and 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 then I'm having this discussion with somebody, and it's like, oh, you you know, oh, I, we were talking about, we happen to be talking about film stock, yeah, and Kodachrome, and then I'm like Kodachrome, oh. da 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 da, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, it's a great song. It's like yeah, Simon and Garfunkel, right? And it's like no, Paul Simon, and right. I'm like what, you know? And then it's like oh, and then I'm looking up all the, you know, what is it, Julio down by the schoolyard, all this, yeah, and I was, all these Paul yeah. Simon stuff post post Garfunkel, and I get confused, yeah, because I remember these songs when I was a kid, but I get confused because I'm always thinking. It Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. It's like where where does Simon where does Garfunkel and then morphs into Paul Simon. I mean, by the time you get to yeah. Graceland, you know it's it's Paul yeah, you know Paul it's Simon. Chevy Chase and Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can call me out. You know. You can call me the video. Yeah. You can yeah. The video. Out. The video. Yeah. You can call me. Yeah. You know. Uh, but but yeah. So there's com- a lot of good music. There. there is a lot of good music. I mean, any show that you have a Beatle and one half of Simon and Garfunkel is not a bad lineup. You right. Know? Uh, my favorite, by contrast, though, my favorite uh, holiday thing for Simon and Life, and they they cut it out of at least this and last year's. Right. I haven't seen it in a couple of years, and it I'm I'm deeply deeply chagrined by this, and that is that. Uh, uh, Will Ferrell doing the Robert Goulet Christmas special. Oh, God. And, and just for some reason, it's so corny and so whatever. It just cracks me up. You know, it's like, hello, I am Robert Goulet. And it just sends me off. Hey, Robert it. Goulet, man. You yeah. Know, it's like... Yeah, because he's sitting on a roof, you know, and, and they got a little elf next to him, you know, and he's like got his turtleneck on, you know, yeah. he's dressed up as Robert Goulet and he's doing some, you know, warped version of a Christmas carol. And it, it just cracks me up. You know yeah. what? I, I remembered what it was. It, yeah. I think, because here's the thing. I remember seeing it as a kid. Mm-hmm. This episode of Saturday Night Live with Paul Simon yeah. and and uh, George Harrison, and at the time, just thinking, "Wow, that was really good." They duet two songs. They do "Here Comes the Sun." They're yeah. both playing guitars. 
They're both harmonizing. Yeah. They do Here Comes the Sun. And then they do, I think, Bridge Over the Troubled Waters. Oh, geez. Just just back to back. Yeah. On guitars. They're both just playing acoustic guitars. Two mic wow. two SM fifty eight. And they let it fly. 50. Yeah. And yeah. and it is so like like uh, you know when you see like some classic television music things yeah. it's like that's one of the best things i've ever seen like like they yes. are so perfect yeah. and george harrison i really always i like george harrison as far you know he like never george got harrison. nearly the uh, amount of uh, praise yeah. just for his musianship. I yeah. mean, he was, oh, yeah. A, yeah. he was, a, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, he's overshadowed, you know. It's like it's Lennon other and McCartney. blokes. Yeah. <laughs> these other blokes in the band. But he, yeah. Damn it, Ringo, and your <laughs> That's right. friends. <laughs> you this? know it don't come easy. Anyway. You get your damn yellow submarine. That's right. Um, uh, uh, what yeah. would you think if I sang out the <laughs> right. tune? Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that, yeah, it was like really good. That was a good bit of television, and they replayed it. And I, and you know, I'd watched the and modern one. It was like okay, okay. But I sat and I watched the whole episode. But it's timeless. Yeah. Right. Oh you sit man. There and you're like, it's like it reminds me of another SNL. I, I'm telling you, go find this on YouTube. Okay. And listen to them duet. Just do this. Duet bit for like five minute bit right. on Saturday Night Live. It, it is like top top notch. Yeah. I mean, you will just be like, just the they just when they come out and do Here Comes the Sun, yeah, and they're hard, you know, and it, you're like, dang guys, and they're both like picking, they're both playing the guitar. Just there's no band or anything, and then later, you know, Simon does some stuff with the band, and yeah, and I I I do like the album. Um, Still crazy after all these years. I actually mm-hmm. like the title track. Yeah. Always kind of like that song. Yeah, you know, just kind of like a a wistful sort of. Yeah, it's kind of like one of know. those almost like late night barroom songs. You know, with the keyboard is still crazy after all these years. You know, everything's I mean, it's just winding like, down. Yeah, everything's winding down. Yeah, I mean, there's other stuff. Fifty Ways is on that. Yeah, and some other. If I remember correctly, there's some other others on that. Yeah, too. I have to put my I have to put my pulse sign. Oh, I was on Wikipedia one night and going. What that song's on this album? That song, that song, that you know, yeah. it was like hmm. that. That uh, Saturday Night Live thing reminded me of another one, only because and it wasn't as profound, but it was somewhat profound for me because it was during it was in the nineties, and Paul McCartney was on there, and during that time, it was his phase of where I'm not going to sing any Beatles tunes. Don't ask me to do any of that. I will only do what I'm doing, you know, currently. Was it Wings? Did he do Wings? I think it was just, just him. Oh, okay. And it was at the end. He had done his songs, and at the very end, he'd come on, and he started playing the piano, and, and the people, and the, the story that I'd heard, the people even in the control booth didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. And yeah. He, he launched into Hey Jude. Oh. And the crowd, the whole crowd went like... When was that? I think I did see that one. Yeah, because he's, he's playing, and then he just kind of morphs into Hey Jude and, and starts going, and everyone is just like, oh, my God, you know? Yeah. Because at that point... Some people hate that song. Oh, not me. I, I enjoy it. I I actually, I'm not, uh, I I'm not the biggest Beatles aficionado, and mm-hmm. it's not because I hate the Beatles. Yeah, like you can't just not recognize the Beatles and Paul McCartney. It took me great years. Song, I mean, great, great songwriter. I mean, great yeah. stuff. But I always there's some Beatles songs that you you know like anything. It's like well, you may not just like know the whole catalog or. You're yeah. like not a super fan, but there's certain songs you pick up on. Like, oh yeah, you say the words "Let It Be" and people are like, oh. Yeah. But Hey Jude is one I always kind of liked. Yeah. You know why? Because hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You know. Ah, you know, it goes crazy, and it's kind of that '60s, nah, like nah, nah, yeah, nah. 19 to like 
and that's what he did when on 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 uh, I like on Life. He, I had, like he going looked crazy. that up because at the end where he's like no 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 and he's getting into it and the whole crowd is chanting it right they're all singing along with it I'm like wow and, that that is cool you and know? you gotta give you know it's like even that but you know Ringo comes in. And does, I mean, I think yeah. it's a classic song. What would you think if I sang out a tune? Yeah. I mean, that's another one of those. They have kind of those anthems, you know. Kind of yeah. like Let It Be. Like, those, they, they kind just of wrote some anthems. with all the help of your friends. Yeah, know? just kind of like, ah, you know. Yeah. ones. Those are like songs you could sing the chorus out for mm-hmm. ten minutes, right? With yeah. the lighter and just ah, knock back another Another pint, you know, just like uh, you know, get into, into a it. bar fight, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of like you're in the East End, and you yeah. you know <laughs> stuff spills out <laughs> into the cobblestone streets, you know, and you know. Uh, oh, get high with the with my friend. Come here, you bloke. Come here. Right, and it turns into Rolling Stone Street Fighting Man right yeah, there. It's like, yeah, you, you know. know. Just, I mean, to, to me, that's the problem with music today. Yes. Welcome to Coffee with Crudgeons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Two old guys God. and the dad jokes. No, I that's mean, the problem with music today. Well, it's not yeah. crazy. Yes, I mean we grew up in the shadow. I mean we had the shadow of the '60s and yeah. all that stuff, and then the '72. I mean then, well, you know, and then then we got smooth. Then we got, <laughs> then we got yacht. Then we got Michael McDonald. You know, right. right? You went from you went from uh, Jesus is just all right with yeah. me to like you know. What a fool believes. Not right. too crazy. Right. Not too crazy with that. But, Nothing but they is did more have China Grove, though. D- they did have China Grove. You see, if you read and the that words to that song, it does kind of blow your mind. You know, yeah. the sheriff with samurai swords running around, you yeah. know? Yeah. In the sleepy yeah. little town just around San Antonio. That was that was before yeah. it really ended up, you know, right. to be like the, the doobies kind of transitioned yeah. into the soft. I mean, yeah. and, and, and what's funny about that is, as I understand... Because the doobies were a big hit back then. And we would play in the band, you know, China Grove. Oh, China, so, yeah. Um, you know, the pep band. Oh, let's play China Grove. Yeah, everybody liked that. Yeah. And, and literally it would be like, add some cowbell. You, oh, know? you have to. <laughs> 70s music is, pre, if it's an ingredient yeah, thing, that cowbell it's thing cowbell. Was, that cowbell thing was not uh, that. Uh, Christopher Walken didn't invent no, that. No, it was a real deal. So, uh, um, so. Yeah, so so the doobies, and my mm-hmm. understanding of the formation of the band is bef- remember again, this is the you know what a fool believes, and you know yeah. going into the soft rock seventies, but they originated as a bar band in biker bars. Is my understanding is that the doobies origination was they would that's that's how they started. That doesn't surprise me because Skunk Baxter. Yep. Come on. And remember, there they had for years. They would always do Sturgis. It was like a tradition. Doobie Mm -hmm. Brothers of Sturgis. So yeah, yeah, that doesn't. They were a biker band. Yeah. And so you know, so you're right, Skunk Baxter. Right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden. yeah. You know, all of a sudden, then, you know, you get to the uh, late 70s, and it's like, you're like, is this a set? I mean, I wonder what the bikers thought when they heard, you know. Right. When they heard that, were they just like, did they just destroy? They must have just destroyed the one. Who's who? What's that sound? That's the Doobie Brothers. That's our band. That's not the Doobie Brothers. And then started dead bar fight. I, okay, I've out. got a new conspiracy theory now. Ready? Yeah. Brand new, m- newly freshly minted. 
Did Michael McDonald ruin the Doobie Brothers? I think that that has actually been a a question for quite some time. I never thought about no, it. But no, no, that's you're absolutely that, right, Jason. You are not the first person to ever ask that question. <laughs> I'm not Believe the first me. to walk on that shore, man. No, no, dude. That yeah. that's been a question for like decades and decades. Right? Did it? Which, interestingly enough, did Don Henley ruin the Eagles? <laughs> exactly. That again. This is this is. I yeah. I, I I will I, you know we we go back into memories, seen him. I saw the Doobie Brothers once at like yeah. the big yeah. venue with Michael McDonald. Oh yeah, minute uh, by minute, it was like that tour. See, and that's another thing too, is uh, for me again. We're talking about like the Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, and then you, you kind of have the Beatles. You know, oh, is that the Wings or was that the Beatles? Yeah. I get the same thing with the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, where it's like, is that is that Michael McDonald solo or was that Doobie Brothers? Right. Yeah, I have all that kind of. Is that Peter Cetera solo or is that Chicago? Chicago, right? <laughs> was he was he in Chicago during the Karate Kid? I just can't remember. But no, uh, no, uh, he was out of Chicago. I, I wish we could play copyrighted stuff on there. So do I. I would so play "What a Fool Believes" right here what and a China fool Grove right here. First two videos that pop up: "What a Fool Believes" yep. and "China Grove." China live. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I just, I, uh, yeah, 1970. They started mm. in 1970. The Doobie Brothers, American rock bands. Bands hits history. Oh, the band's history can be roughly divided into three eras. From 1970 <laughs> to 1975, it yeah. featured lead vocalist Tom Johnston. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, chi- isn't that the mm-hmm. China Grove era? Mm-hmm. Tom Johnston. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want to say that Tom might have been on that tour Kind of like that Black Flag tour when they had oh. Dez and Henry Rollins. Yeah, it wasn't Black Flag though. It was like a tribute to Black Flag, but right. But it was both Dez and Henry came out and sang stuff. Uh, Tom Johnston and the main and a mainstream rock and roll sound with elements of folk, country, and R and B. Yeah. Johnston quit the group in 1975 and were replaced by Michael McDonald, yeah. whose interest in soul music <laughs> changed the band's sound until it broke up in 1982. Yep. Thanks, Michael. Oh, so this must have been the reunion. The Doobie Brothers reformed in 87 with Johnston back in the fold and still active with the cape. Uh, I wonder, I swear Michael McDonald was touring with them. So they reformed hmm. in 80. So I saw them. I saw the reformed Doobie Brothers. Yeah. But I do remember, yeah, I, I do remember Tom Johnston was on that tour. Yeah. That's when they rocked. <laughs> Every incarnation, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Into, they were induced into the, inducted, it's not induced, inducted into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in 2004. The Vocal, what the hell is the Vocal? I don't know. Vocal Group Hall of Fame. You mean the Doobie Brothers aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame? Yeah, come on. Wow. Wow. Drummer John Hartman arrived in California determined to meet Skip Spence of Moby Grape. Yeah. Moby Grape. Now we're talking. Now that's rock and roll. That is rock and roll. Um, da, 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 da. If you're in a band called Moby Grape, you know you're going to go places eventually. Patrick Simmons. That's right. Patrick's uh, songwriter Patrick Simmons, bass guitarist. Oh. <laughs> Gene's little brother. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. 
They played they played around uh, locally around San Jose. I just wanted to see here if they said anything about the biker bars. Yeah. I you know what they it might not be in the Wikipedia. Oh yeah, here it is. Here it is right here. Right here in the Wikipedia because it was in an interview I read one time when I was a kid. The Doobie Brothers improved their playing by performing live all over Northern California in 1970. See, this was real mm. rock and roll. Yeah. They attracted a particularly strong following among local chapters of the Hells Angels. There you go. See, like I said, they were sitting in there, yeah. Like you know, in the, and here comes the Michael McDonald smooth Doobie Brothers, and the room goes quiet because they're like, "Oh, who who in the hell?" Spud, <laughs> what's that noise? That's the Doobie Brothers, Spike. That's not the Doobie Brothers. That's not. You know, and then yeah. they just then they just destroy the bar because the Doobie you Brothers. Kill that keyboard player. He better shut up right now. Let's go, Brick. <laughs> We're gonna go find that Michael McDonald and break his fingers. It's like it's like where they have the chicken this wire is, over the stage, you know, where people are throwing beer yeah. bottles and it's splashing up against it. This and everything. is this this. Yeah. I don't. I think I've seen all of them at one point, but this wow. should have been an episode, or may have been an episode of of Yacht Rock. If you <laughs> Google yeah. it, go find it. You might I've find it on YouTube. It's like an independent. Uh, there, it, it was like a comedy. Thing independent and it's all like about yeah. smooth rock. And the people who who like kind of invented that sort of so to speak yeah. yacht rock uh, for a while they had a channel on uh, Sirius XM. Yeah, the, the yacht rock channel. And I I just every yeah. time well, I listen they, I giggle. Uh, you you know, saw I sent you a yeah. couple of those right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's like every yeah. Loggins takes place. First, it's Loggins and Messina, and then yeah. it's the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald, and all these comedians are playing like Michael McDonald, and then they play the music, and then the Steely Dan shows up. That's and, what I was right to say. And they Don- get into Donald Fagan fights and, yes, and stuff. Right. It's just yeah, Donald Fagan shows up, and <laughs> it it's just it's goofy. I think Yacht Rock. I think Dan Harmon had something to do with that. Actually, mm. I think he wrote a bit of that. Dan Hartman. Dan Harmon. Harmon, uh, okay. Fermenta Rick and Morty and okay. Community and all that stuff. Gotcha. I met him once. Fermenta, I thought you said Dan Hartman. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, can Dan dream Hartman. about I think you. so. I think so. But it's just yeah. some, it was like some indie comedy thing they did like 10, over 10, 15 years ago. And it was just like, but anyway. That's but yeah, cool. yeah, I just I just imagine those bikers just tearing up the, the bar. <laughs> Well, that reminds me of the uh, of the famed uh, concert that went wrong over in Altamont with the Rolling Stones. Well, yeah, no, I know. Hell's Angels hired as a security. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a bad thing because the guy (laughs) died. You know, it's going to go wrong if your Hell's Angels are your security man. I mean, you like you know, a bunch of guys like, what's this Peter Cetera crap? Right. It's, Where's my twenty-five to sixty-five? Right. Instead, instead of clapping, all you yeah. hear is the snick noises of switchblades yeah. being opened. You know, click, 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 click. Yeah, those guys. We're like in a pub them. in London. It's like, what's that album? What's that noise? <laughs> it's Love Beach by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Oh, I believe it. Where's my Carnival Nine? <laughs> right. <laughs> Emerson, Lake, and Pond. What do you mean electric light orchestra? You know, yeah, next thing you know, like, pints are being thrown. It spills out into the street. Bobbies come running yeah. up with their nightsticks because, you know, they got to put it down. Oh, no, I'm a lonely heart. I want my roundabout. And everyone's worried. About, right. And everyone at the end is worried about the IRA every, showing up, right? Every, there we band, go. every band goes soft. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Much like middle age, every band <laughs> every, goes soft. Everything. Kids. 
<laughs> Everything goes soft. Right. Oh, my word. It's true. Bands come out, you know, you had Van Halen one starts out with eruption. Oh, yeah, eruption and, and it ain't talking about love. Come yes. on. Yes, atomic punk, right? It, it, how raw does it get? It's raw. Yeah. Yeah, and then then you get like uh oh, what's that terrible one? Is it Dreams? Oh wait. So, you know, oh that yeah, well that was eighty four. Yeah. And, yeah. But then you had Dreams. You had Dreams and <laughs> With Sam Hagar Hager. version, right? Yeah. The Van Hagar. That's what dreams are made of. That's right. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what dreams are made of. Every time I hear that, like in the radio, it's like, oh, what is that? It's not, it doesn't even sound like Van Halen. No. It's like, it's like. Uh, the only thing that sounds like Van Halen is when Eddie does his, what, 45 second guitar solo. Yeah. Then you okay, that's Eddie Hand Band. But I mean, but like you read right, like like uh like uh you know, this is the same band that did, you know, yeah. Van Halen one and yeah. two and Diver Ki- Down and I, I'm a KISS fan. KISS, Detroit Rock City, Deuce, all this stuff. I was made for loving you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. you're right, the Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald. Yeah. You, had, you had Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil, you know, and the Pentagrams. Yeah. And the next one's Home Sweet Home. Oh, and they're man. wearing pink. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like all bands go soft. All bands? Bands go don't go soft. Right. Has there ever been a band in history, any just one band in history? That gets harder. That gets harder <laughs> as time goes by. They're like, no, we're going the other way. You know, uh, they, they started as Steely Dan and, uh, and it ended up at Alice Cooper, right? They're just like, uh, and just, oh, this has gone off the rails. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. There was an album. There was an album. Somebody did an album called Get Hard. There is. In well, fact, there that? is one person that done it. <laughs> Let's just. You ready? Pat Boone. Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, he he he's released multiple all hard uh, heavy metal. Well, no, it, I do I do I do recall that Pat Boone. You'll never you'll never have a bigger LSD trip than when you hear uh, Pat Boone doing "Smoke on the Water." Smoke on the water, fire in the sky, or Crazy Train. You know. And he tries to do the laugh at the very beginning, which is so un Ozzy like, you know, you know, Ozzy, yeah. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. It's like, well, that's, yeah, he's. No, there's a, there was a movie called Get Hard from 2015. Get Hard. It, oh, wasn't that Leslie Nielsen? No, no, that was it, was, no it was uh, uh, your guy, Will, Will Ferrell. And, oh, Get uh, Hard. Yeah, that was uh, Kevin Hart. And Will Ferrell. Yes. That was it. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. I don't know. <laughs> but you're right. It's like, it's like, yeah, bands. Break it. Oh, yeah. You start at the Carpenters and you end up at the Plasmatics, right? You're like, yes. how the heck did that happen? Yes. Holy cow. You know the Carpenters are, you know, yes. you know Karen heard, like, Black Sabbath and, all, you know, it was like, mm, Richard, yeah. Richard, have you heard the sound? <laughs> how do I get my drums to sound that big, this mini apathy? Boom, boom, boom. Right, um, right. I we've got to counter John Bonham. We rainy days and Mondays. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, what we're gonna yes. do. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You, you know, he, here's Why what we could do. do. Birds. No, no, no. Sup? Anyway, rainy days and Mondays. Yeah, rainy days and Mondays with uh, oh, uh, 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 black yeah. dog. No, 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 no. With uh, some physical graffiti. Oh, physical. Uh, Holy cow! Yeah. 
Oh, I was going to go like Houses of the Holy. Is that like Cashmere or whatever? No. Yeah, Cashmere. Cashmere. Yes. And and that Carpenter song. Rainy Days and Monies and Cashmere. It would fit. It would Somebody's got to match up. Right? Rainy Days and Now, here's the thing. You can go all over YouTube and find those mashups. Yeah. Because of software. Somebody out there right now that's watching this or will see this, Led Zeppelin. Says, please do the mashup. I bet you we could find it. Led, Led Zeppelin and the Carpenters. I bet you we could find it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love finding those things. Okay, Karen, we got an idea. We got an idea, okay? The next album, what you're going to do is we're going to add we're just find heavy it. metal music, Karen. Karen, you listen to Karen. Okay. And then what you're going to do is you're going to change your name to Wendy Williams. Can you do that? Not that one. Yeah. That would the be... The Carpenters. We need a band to start soft Mashup. and then go hard. Exactly. You know? Maybe start at like a boy band and end up at like just straight punk rock. You know? Mm, Backstreet Boys turn into The Clash. That would be all right. Or um, new kids on the block suddenly end up as the Ramones. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not getting, I'm not. See, nobody's got it. Got a mashup of Oasis versus Coldplay. How about how yeah. about Led Zeppelin versus the Carpenters? Yes. Yes. You just think it mashup jungle. No, no, no. <laughs> Yesterday once more. No. Yeah. I I do like finding those mashups. Oh, here we go. You'd have to change Oasis it versus the Car- Carpenters. Yeah. Here oh. we go. Here we go. Here's a here's a a playlist here. Let's just see what they've got. Okay, so so here, here I just found. In fact, I could show this to y'all. I just found a uh, and this is this is this is the thing you need to do with your time. Okay. Don't do anything. Uh, you know, constructive. Constructive. <laughs> go up to YouTube. Spend yes. all your time on YouTube. Yes. And Google like. Mash music mashups, yeah, and then just watch them. Yeah. So here we got. Uh, I'm just going to put this one on the screen here. Okay. Here is a playlist of mashups, 40 videos. Let me give you Bob Marley versus the Beatles. Let it be no cry. Oh, Nirvana versus Dead or Alive. Spins like Teen Spirit. Oh man, that is like splitting the atom. Britney Spears versus Metallica. Enter Toxman. Oh, uh, Ray Charles versus Luanda. Mm. Enya versus D-Light, Beatles Ooh. versus Joan Jett versus Cypress Hill versus House of Pain wow. versus... Yeah, actually, someone sent me one. Someone wow. sent me a mashup. Let me just go look. Actually, okay. just just like a day or so ago. We need to find a mashup with somebody in Guar. Now, let me yeah, let me tell you what... Well, I'm, just, I'm going to look on the phone here. Uh, in fact, maybe I could just pull it up here on my thing. Yeah, no, here we go. Uh hmm. uh, very interesting. Oh, the Arist oh, it's it's a it was a scene from the Disney film The Aristocrats mm. with a, a Ramstein sound soundtrack. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Excellent. I don't know. I'm trying to look here and see. Uh Billy Idol versus Pink, Oasis versus the Carpenters. That's got to be kind of interesting. Okay. Quick side, quick side question. Doc. Yeah. Uh, since you since you have a certain amount of Teutonic descent, 
Let me ask you, where do you come down on the Ramstein versus Ramstein? Because some some people say Ramstein, uh, some be, people say Ramstein, and they they get real violent over it. No, it no, be no, Ramstein. Okay. Because uh, some people, they, yeah, it should be Ramstein. There, I mean, there are there are pubs yeah, that come to blows. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's into the street, you know. I, well, it, it's confusing for me because I, I speak American, <laughs> and then it's like I also know what it, how you pre- and it's very it's yeah. actually the simplest thing. If you do it all German pronunciation, mm-hmm. it's one rule, one rule only. You're done. There isn't uh, e and i mm-hmm. in English mm-hmm. goes a little bit. Yeah. Wonky. Well, it's this way unless you have this this letter here or a right. c or a this or a that. Right. There's some weird. But uh, e and i or uh, in German are this way or that way. Okay. So so if it's so you always know. Well, it it's um. Uh, so e and i and i and e. Mm-hmm. In German, mm-hmm. you always pronounce the second letter. Oh. Always. Okay, so Rams, Ramstein. Ramstein, I, with an I, yeah. because it's E-I, right? Mm, interesting. Um, and if it's I-E, it's E. That's it. Okay. That's all you need that to know. That makes perfect sense. That's German. In English, God knows. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. and I'm always like, I should just yeah. do it the German way, and then if someone's like, it's like, whatever. Yeah. I have the problem with names, too. Mm. It's like, is it always... Some will say this way or that Stein way. Stein or Steen, you know? Yeah. It's like, and sometimes they pronounce it, and it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Oh, Andy Williams versus Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, I'm, I'm, listen, I, I know Wu-Tang is supposed to be some bad guys, but let me tell you something. Nobody is more vicious than Andy Williams. Okay. Yeah. That guy's that guy's that guy is pulling Molotov cocktails out of his sweater. Things. Yeah. Don't, do not take on Andy Williams. He will. I'm gonna click on this and see what happens. Just for a minute. <gasps> oh. Although that one sounds. Good. I just want to see. Okay. Just for a second. Yeah. Oh, I guess I, I can name that tune in. Well, I guess I have to <laughs> actually oh. turn on the. <laughs> That's good. So that's the Doors mashup yeah. with the uh, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Whole yeah. lot of love. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see what this one is. Ooh, there's a buildup. This is this is a. Uh, this is supposed to be Iron Maiden versus Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Ah, I don't know. There's too much of a build-up there. Yeah. I was just trying to find a... Mashup shouldn't have to build up to get you in the mood. It should come out like it's just this a one. sledgehammer upside the head. And but this one? Oh, you're up. Okay. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much of a. It's too much yeah. of a, a thing. That that was supposed to be, uh, Teen Spirit. Oh, final Teen Spirit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's it's like there's there's some but some of the intros and the build up. It's just like, I can't. Uh, this is the one I want to do on here. If I can. 
Okay, this one, this one I gotta hear. Okay. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, come on. That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. know your name. Well, come on, where's the lyrics? Wow. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Wow. That's cool. Wow. Oh, I like that. See? See? The teacher gives you an A on that assignment. That's a good one. That's a good one. See? Nirvana versus Dead or Alive. Now, that's that's something. I'd dance to that. That's right. I'd buy that for a dollar. That's right. Let's see if YouTube has killed us now. <laughs> Shame on you. You're playing mashups. <laughs> they've, Marvin, they've resorted to mashups. I like that one. I should have just played that one. Some of the the problem is some of those other ones were yeah. too, they had too much. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I don't want to hear, I just want to hear the, the they tune. They overdo it. Just, I just, mean, that one did too. I was able to go further, but but I yeah. liked, I liked uh I, li- I like that. I'm going to listen to that one. Yeah. I might have to save that one. Yeah. But, see, I like it when they're good like that. Oh, later it's going to be, you know? Missy, listen to this. Missy, listen to this. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm tired. I'm I mean, this is, smells like Teen Spirit. It's Nirvana <laughs> with yeah. Dead or Alive. Yes. And people are like, wow. There are people, the, the ones who, okay, here's an e, here's a trick. If you have the song, right, you can use a song to screen who and who should not be your friend. Yeah. If that person says, oh, my God, dump them like a hot rock. But if someone goes, oh, my God, then you know they're a keeper. Yeah, okay, so, you know? so we're talking about the music, and mm-hmm. we're talking about bands going soft. Yeah. Which it, apparently... It's not just that bands go soft. It, it's 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 a Stephen Hawking thing. It's physics. It's entropy, isn't oh, it? See, oh, bands just oh. entropy. Yeah, I, I was trying it, to look to for softness. some way to work in that no, it's and, and erectile dysfunction. It's, it's science, but it's not. You're the right. Music entropy. That's exact. That's perfect, actually. Just yeah. goes through entropy. Yeah. One minute it's you know shooting off rays and just sun and blasts of. Yeah. Matter and energy, and then it just yeah, we find. They could something. use the Doobie Brothers to prove evolution. Exactly, or Chicago, or Chicago. Yeah, twenty twenty-sixty-nine, and then the you know. Yeah, I mean, basically, you're my inspiration. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I know. Where did we get from there to here? I, exactly. Yeah. They were my band when I was a kid. I was like, mm. I liked the Chicago. Mm-hmm. They had like you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they were the only horn group that was that rock and roll, Not true. right? Not true. Well, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, but they had that funk, right? Where Chicago was just, they made no pretense about, they were just mainstream, here's what yeah, we you're are. Say, yeah, you're saying, you're saying, what you're saying is Chicago was more a kind of a, a, a rock, straight, more straighthead rock band with horns. Right, they never built and themselves they, out of anything other than Blood, just. Blood, Sweat, and Tears was a little more yeah. uh, soul funky with rock. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I would tend to agree with that. I think you're right. I mean, they definitely had, I think where they diverge in sounds, Yeah, even I don't right totally there. agree with it, but some of it has yeah. some merit and points. Yeah. So, yeah. It depends, though. I mean, yeah, Chicago did some really interesting experimental, 
the first like five Chicago albums, which yeah. are like all like double out. It's yeah. like you know, I mean, they were definitely like like out there with the you know, it's like Rush and Farewell to King. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Where it's like I mean, every they, song is seventeen minutes, and they're yeah, and they're really pushing the envelope yeah. of what you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like we're kind of like yes, but with a horn section. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it, like yes with the Tower of Power. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and Tower of Power would be the other one, and they would definitely yeah. The funk band, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, I I dug Chicago. I like yeah. bands. I like bands with mm-hmm. horn sections, and they were rock and roll. Mm-hmm. They had a really good drummer, really yeah. excellent drummer. Yeah, uh, actually, probably the one guy who was responsible for me really wanting to learn to play the drums because mm. it was like, oh wow, you know. Yeah, and and even in the radio cuts, they. Cut in a little bit of his drum solos and stuff, you know. They're always Danny cut, Seraphine. They're Danny always Seraphine. cutting in under armors. But anyway, uh, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, and then then you're my inspiration. And then yeah. you just like, whew, like, you know, and then the yeah. last time it was like, and it, you know, and it gets yeah. to be like, oh, are they still around? <laughs> right. They're, and then you hear they're working some casino somewhere, and it's like, oh, oh I think, hey, I think that's they still happened. pull in. They pull in a lot of stuff. But it's just, yeah. it's your dad's, it's, it's your dad's music. Of course it's your dad's mm-hmm. music. We're your dad's music. Okay. Um, I'm going to make this, okay. We're your dad's music. Let me throw out another one for we're you. We're your granddad's music. <laughs> your granddad's music. <laughs> I do listen to my granddad's music. You know why? People are sending me like a uh, uh, Buddy Rich, Gene yeah. Krupa, and Sammy Davis Jr. clips. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, oh, I love this. Yeah. I was thinking that my my you you know? Know, my grandparents, big band. Yeah. I. Do you Glenn, know why? Glenn Miller. Do you know why? Woody. Do you, you know, know what's wrong with the kids today? Huh. No. <laughs> you got you know nothing like that today. No. Zero. No. I mean, maybe. Okay, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you can go out. You can go to the. Uh, um, oh, the art. Artsy place in New York with uh, um, the there's the band that's yeah. there and they do a lot of stuff, but that's like big, big time, you yeah. know. Uh, but you, like like big bands, yeah, died in the seventies. Like big jazz yeah. bands, yes, there were still some. Who was the Who was the last remnant? Was it Was it Count Basie? Yeah, the, Count the Basie. Kind of well, Count Basie, Artie Shaw, Artie Shaw, um, Woody Herman. Woody Herman had a band, you know, and some of these bands still, Lionel Hampton, I think, uh, did some Lionel stuff. Hampton? But a lot of these bands, you know yeah. where kids, like kids when people, old people, yeah, like, uh, yeah. where they saw these bands? Yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. Like they'd get gigs at like yeah. Disneyland in the summertime. Yep. Or New Year's Eve shindigs in, and stuff. I, I saw like... Yeah, I saw like Woody Herman. I I can't remember what band it was. I can't. I I want to say it was Woody Herman. I could be wrong. I might try to look it up. There might be something online. Yeah. But when I went to Disneyland for the first time, wow. summertime, the Disneyland trip, right? Yeah. There was there was some like thing, and it's like, oh, here's a band. Here's a band. It was like I'm with my grandma. Yeah. My grandma loved music, so I was like immediately like, oh, I like I like you know, and wow. and I wow. I yeah. like the symphony. I like it. You know, oh, it's dude with a guitar. This is lame. Oh, 100 people. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like. With me, it was like, yeah, you yeah. want to know where the guy with the guitar got it from? Listen to this. You mm-hmm. know, this will blow your mind, you know? But, I mean, it's like, um, to me, the big band was perfect because yeah. it was like, it was uh, more interesting than an orchestra because mm-hmm. it was loud and mm-hmm. they had a drum set. Mm-hmm. And my thing's not responding. Thank you very and much. And they were known as kind of like the party boys uh, of the wind instruments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? We'll just yeah. 
my thing's not so responding. interesting. But yeah, you're right because I'm I'm trying to th- wonder when it kind of I mean fully phased out yada yada yada, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking it's got to it be what Count Basie, in that the last of the remnants of the yeah echoes. Of, well, there was yeah, there's a band and those bands, but you know, uh, but their the heyday was like the the '60s. I mean, because you know. Yeah, rock and roll. But it also remember they morphed into Late the crooners with like yeah. you know Sinatra and them. They would have oh, their. Oh. You know who was keeping the big band alive? Michael Bublé, <laughs> Lawrence Welk, right <laughs> on TV. Turn on the turn on the bubble machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello everybody. Mitch yeah. Miller. Yeah, you know, but I mean, in the even, but I'm talking about even into the 70s. Yeah, when, you know Lawrence Welk. People You're right. were listening to yeah. You know, yeah. Led Zeppelin and right. Journey and stuff. It was still like, uh, this is a lovely song from uh, a band I just heard uh, <laughs> called The Journey. <laughs> right. Get on the floor and boogaloo until and the you way puke. you want it, that's the way <laughs> you get it. A one and a two and a three. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the accordion. Dun, dun, the dun, dun. Purple haze yeah. running through my van. Okay. Exactly. And I'm sure there's match. I'm sure we could find Lawrence Ooh, Welk mashups. Lawrence Welk, Jimi Hendrix. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. That's the magic. Mm. That's exactly what uh, which Weird Al did for yeah. us. Yeah. Weird Al was the guy who turned Invented. that into comedy. Yeah. Did you ever see the, the, I don't know if it was a special or a little documentary he had made Early on, this was like Sarah. This is my, probably twenty years ago. Okay, I remember watching it like on HBO. So whatever, mm-hmm. and and he did this whole history of himself. Oh. And there's a part where he's actually has like the Jimi Hendrix experience. He's got a drummer and a bass player, and oh, he's he, on accordion. He, Mitch, uh, and he's playing, and then Mitch he something. ends up throwing his accordion down and getting lighter fluid out. <laughs> I mean, he totally riffs on the whole Jimi Hendrix right, uh, right. live thing. And yeah. he and he and then they end up and it's like like yeah, there's a drummer back there doing the Mitch Mitchell, and he's and and uh, yeah, I'm Mitch, sure we can Mitch find Mitchell. The, okay, yeah, we yeah. Can, I'm sure mm-hmm. we can find the clip, right? Yes, and and he's yes. like he's uh, got his accordion electrified and up on the amp and so he's feeding that back is. on the accordion. This is a whole weird owl thing. And then he throws the accordion down and walks over and gets some lighter fluid and puts it down and kneels down and lights it on fire. He does a complete riff on the Jimi Hendrix I love it film clip and love it's just it. beautiful. I mean it's it's just And I, then there was one there was one uh, this was a different thing and it was remember the SCTV guys? I think mm-hmm. it was Rick Moranis and John Candy, and they had like the Polka Brothers. Yes, and they did a whole like docudrama about the for Polka the whole show. Brothers. It was yeah, the mm-hmm. Polka Brothers mm-hmm. and their history. Mm-hmm. That was some good stuff. Yeah, I remember that. I I can't remember a lot of the, uh, but I remember it was like this whole show where they did nothing. They were but straight they, out of like Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's like oh yeah, we are the Polka Brothers. The, the evolution like of total this. Lawrence Welk. Yeah, thing you know. Yeah. yeah. How they how they like lost and in the end they broke up and it caused deep enmity but they yeah. come back because they share the gift of the music. Can find a... I love it. Yeah. Polka King. Oh no, that's uh, Jack Black. Oh okay okay. Yeah. Okay okay, that's probably. Probably just yeah. SCTV Polka. See what comes up. Because I, you're right. I re, I do remember an episode. The whole episode was this st- strange Schmengi brothers. The Schmengi brothers. The Schmengi brothers. Schmengi. 
That's who it was. They played the Schmengi brothers, and it was um, and it was called the Last Polka. Oh, John Candy uh, and Eugene Levy. Yes. Uh, John Candy was clarinetist Josh Schmengi, <laughs> and Eugene Levy was accordionist Stan Schmengi. Awesome. Kind of yeah. like kind of like Dick and Nick Curmudgeon. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh. It, it, man, I in fact one of the things I wanted to do over the holidays, yeah, for myself to be good to myself, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you got to be good to yourself, baby. Um, <laughs> Cue go it. shopping. <laughs> Not that kind of shopping. <laughs> uh, no, I. W- oh, here it is. Oh, here they. Oh, god, dang! I gotta put mm. this up. Okay. So good. I can see it. They just had the whole outfits and everything. See it right there. The Schmeng- the Schmengi brothers. Schmengis. They're both wearing later hosen. Oh, you know. Yeah. God, John. I mean. Uh, I, I, that stuff, I mean, it, that, you know, mm-hmm. that just gets gets me every time I see John Candy. Because how brilliant he was. John there, Candy was just a brilliant. There brilliant. are some comedians and some entertainers that you look at and you you get, not, I, I won't say depressed, but yeah. wistfully, reminiscently sad. Yeah, John Candy is the one that it's like. John Candy, yeah. I mean, it's just like, a, you, you just. Everything he seemed to touch, yeah, just was like he would bring whatever that John Candy thing yeah. was. He would bring in. I mean, to the point where even you know early bit role like the uh, uh, National Lampoon, yes, vacation Wally World at the end where he's the security guard at Wally Please World. Stop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and it just goes on from there. Plane, yeah. trains, and automobiles is yes. one of my favorite yes. movies of all time. And it's a John Hughes. It was John Hughes actually doing a, a movie about adults and not kids, yeah. you know? Uncle I Buck. Mean, uh, Uncle Buck. That was another John Hughes movie, wasn't John it? John Hughes, yep. Yeah, I mean, Candy did a few. Yeah. Uh, and well, remember, he just was like that, you know, he just. There was the slap happy comedies of him and Eugene Levy, Armed and Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Where you know, yeah, I mean, it's just like, dang, you know, but it's just like, just looking at the, the, the Schmengi brothers, it's like, oh man, I remember watching that and just laughing my head, just because. Yeah. Uh, also, the character, like when those SCTV guys were in character, yeah, they had like the 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 voice, the accent, the look, the mm-hmm. makeup, like they, every single one of those SCTV people, like. When they played a character, they played a character. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's like, that's the character. There's no Rick Moranis here. There's no John Candy. There's just, like, the Schmangy brothers. Schmangy brothers. You know? uh, John, John Candy doing, uh, you know, uh, Mayor Oliver Shanks. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I just, it just cracks me I up. remember uh, it Joe Flaherty and the other guy, uh, not Rick Moranis, but the other guy, I can't remember his name right now, he... Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, he he would do a killer Walter Cronkite. And I think oh. Joe Flaherty would do David Brinkley. Yes. And one time they had them golfing on the golf course, <laughs> and they were just, they're like going yeah. at each other. And it was yeah. a hilarious. Oh, yeah. And they're just like doing it, you know, in character with the voice. Yeah. And you're just like, anyway, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to go to a, 
like a DVD store where yeah. they sell because like you can go like everyday yeah. music or whatever, and they have the used section, and I've seen this before, mm-hmm. and you'll find like. Oh, here's a whole bunch of Seinfeld. Like, nobody wants DVDs anymore. They want Blu-rays. Yeah. Great. You know, get some used DVDs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, I'd like to go to the library and get them, but right. whatever. But I want to get the SCTV stuff. Yes. Because I just, I need the SCTV. There was, I think. And I need the young ones, too. The young ones. You know, I, I at first, when they were on, on... I, I, I didn't get into it much. Me too. But afterwards, when you look back in the retro league, And then like, you watched, watched them, and then you're like, oh, God, this stuff was really... Yeah. Really edgy. And yeah. Yeah. No, there's some there's some really episodes. Oh, um, you want to know something, anyway, something that blew my mind? We're just, we're just back. It's 20... He's got like three, three, I have three or four episodes, and it's on uh, PBS. Yeah. And uh, Rowan Atkinson... Oh, yeah. ...plays yeah. a dramatic role. He plays a French... Detective. What? And it's brilliant. It's not Black Adder? <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I'm like, holy cow, this guy, I mean, he, he's always been kind of shelved as this sort of uh, British comedian, sort of, you know, phys- well, physical Mr. Bean, Black Adder. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, you sit there and you watch him, like, holy cow, th- th- this this guy I, is good. I always liked, uh, uh, Mr. Bean's okay. Yeah. Black Adder, though. Black Adder. Black Adder was yeah. very, very good. That was awesome. I like it. But, um, yeah, but, you know, they, what they say is it's like it takes so much skill to do comedy, like the yeah. whole characterization. Because, okay, so when you're doing comedy, right? Yeah. Like the SCTV folks, you got to sell that. You got to sell. If you're just like kind of, oh, I'm playing this character, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. People are going to laugh. They're going to be like, yeah, that's great. You're just. Right. Inter- you know, you're just doing a thing. Whereas if you're that character and doing the comedy, you know, it's like being a clown. You become the clown, right? Right. You become the, the you're, person. You're, you stop being Emmett Kelly and start being the the, 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 hobo, the, the clown. Yeah, the, the hobo, hobo clown. Yeah. Red and Skelton, so, you know. Yeah. And so, so you know, they say, they say, Jason. Hmm. Yes. Um, they say you have to break some eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> uh, Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> right. Coming soon. <laughs> let's quit talking and let's get cooking. That's right. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, never mind. Uh, so I'm yeah I'm a I'm a car- dr- I'm a carnivore. D- vegetarian cooking. Uh, Doc, prove me wrong. Yeah. And then, it's yeah. on its way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was selling it. You know that's what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. So they say that you know if you're if you're good at comedy, you, yeah. you can do the drama because yeah. you can snap in. You're so used to, but you, yeah, because that everyone glosses over what's comedy. It's not, but just um, do you do you know how hard it is for the true professional? I mean, the really, ask Amanda Arnold this timing alone. Yeah, the timing timing can make or break any act, and uh, uh, it, it, so it's no surprise when you see actors who are like known quantities on, uh, as comedians, and then they come out as on a dramatic part, and it's brilliant. And you're like, holy cow. And you, and you, you shouldn't be surprised, but you are, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, um, that, uh, that is, you've described to me the biggest difference between SCTV and Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Was, was the, the way the characters were portrayed. As, you know, you had Roseanne, yeah. Rosanna, Danny, mm-hmm. you had all this the classic stuff. But you're right. Candy and them and the Schmangy brothers, Oliver Shanks, the McKenzie brothers. Different show. Guy Caballero. Different show. And 
different show. Yeah. I, and, and I think the reason they were different shows is SCTV was on Canadian broadcast yes. mm-hmm. and syndicated. And uh, Saturday Night Live was Live, know, late NBC. night yeah. NBC. Different right? vibe, right. And flat out, you know, and just like Monty Python. Yeah. BBC. Young Ones. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom line is that American television, I would say even to this day, to this very day, American television mm-hmm. is in this box. Thank you very much. Oh, not, nope, don't go there. Don't go out of that box. No, yeah. we're in this box. And yeah. it was so bad because uh, Saturday Night Live was basically a ripoff. Yeah. On an extension of uh, National Lampoon Live. Okay. Yeah. Uh, basically. Right. And like actually. And there's some the, others, right? Not like for Groundlings or something, not ready for primetime players. They were actually pretty much. Yeah. Uh, got from the National Lampoon, like radio hour or whatever. Right. But that variety format on NBC was so. And then we have to go to commercial, what up? Whatnot, mm-hmm. but if you look at uh, outside of the United States, it seems like there's more creative leeway, and mm. SCTV seemed to have this more uh, creative kind of uh, format, yeah. which I think was in. I think the bottom line is it was impossible to do in America on American television. You know that's that, that is true. I mean, you can't do, you can't really do character development on a live mm-hmm. skit comedy show. It, no, it is no. it's, it's almost improv and you're just you do it and you go on to the next skit. I mean, all the like you said Roseanne they yeah. they had like how 4 minutes? Yeah. Five top. I mean, you, yeah. not even you know five minutes tops yeah. in that character, and you can and reprise it like Wayne's World and other stuff, right? But really, yeah. it was just the same thing in different sort of. Yeah, I got four or five minutes, you know. and I'm out. Yeah, okay. And SCTV, yeah, they would take a whole episode in like those, like they would pretty much almost be in character, whatever character they were playing. Yeah, throughout a whole episode or even a season. Yeah, you know the guys would don certain characters would kind of almost dominate uh, the, a theme for right. like, multiple episodes in an arc. Yeah, yeah. Whereas there is no arc. You're right. There's no arc it, in Saturday. Yeah, I think I think I think it's you know. really apples and oranges between those True. those two shows. Still both comedy yeah. and still both because uh, uh, I, I do think like the original not ready for primetime players the the original cast and so oh yeah they were brilliant yeah they had already again they had all been doing National Lampoon yep. Radio, SCT, and all that. The, the old SCTV improv days. Uh, yeah, Ackroyd. Yeah. Yep, and uh, Belushi, right? And Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, yeah. And Chevy Chase. Where did Murray come from then? Uh, I think he he was they he and his brother were uh, they were all National Lampoon. Brian Doyle. Yeah. 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 They were all they were all National Lampoon. Okay. Uh, actually, if you watch the. National Lampoon documentary, and then the kind of the movie that they made, kind of based I've the same that. story. Yeah, they actually get into that about yeah. how Lauren Michael and, and one of them. Well, it was I think it was was it Tony Hedra? They had this big mm. falling out. I was like, I can't. Yeah, one guy split. Was Tony Hedra, the British guy mm-hmm. who was spearheading the. They were, you know, gone multimedia outside of the magazine. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then the magazine guys were like. 
well, I don't know or whatever. And so they were kind of having all this tension, right? Like, hey, let's do movies. Hey, let's do albums. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's like, you know, and you have guys like, well, we're writers for a magazine. It's like, well, we just got a bunch of stage performers and stuff and we're doing, they would do live shows in New York. Right. They, they but would do actual, like a lot then of, there's film yeah. in the documentary. You can actually see film of like Belushi and Chevy Chase, like the, the uh, kind of riffing. Right? I almost um, feel like Belushi did his Joe Cocker first on the live. Um, that doesn't surprise me. The yeah. live uh, National Lampoon stage show. I think there's yeah. video of it of him doing the Joe. What would you think? <laughs> if, I think I think that was on the National Lampoon. And he ends up at the very end, always falling yeah. over. Yeah. And and. Uh, there's another thing. I think I vaguely recall before, could have been before or after, mm-hmm. but I feel like before Saturday Night Live launched, mm-hmm. there was a National Lampoon comedy special, like on NBC or one of the, the channels. Yeah. Like they, there was National Lampoon uh, special. Yeah, there was a Rolling Stone one as well. Okay. Um, I vaguely remember this, and I'm sure yeah. if you look it up, you'd find it. Yeah. And I feel like that happened, and then it was like people were like, "Oh, that's pretty funny and stuff." And then, boom, Saturday Night Live launches. Lauren Michaels goes, "Hmm." Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh he very much <laughs> well, did apparently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was a lot of kind of like tension and falling out with the National Lampoon folks and the and the. Uh, Lauren Michaels folks. Yeah. But then they went to Hollywood. That's history, yeah. Vacation and, yep. you know, all that yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, that's just the world of comedy. But And then there's yeah. SCTV. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and then there's a whole British thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I, you know. Lemmings. That's right. The Lemmings. National Lampoon's Lemmings. I, I got that Thanks, mixed up with Steve. the. Yeah, I got that mixed up with the Groundlings. Uh, yeah, but that's that's what it was. It was the Lemmings, LA. National Lampoon Lemmings was yeah, the, was there the you go. thing. And I know I, I I swear I've seen like the there's at least video clips. There might be full video, and you see I mean like early before Saturday Night Live, like Chevy Chase, John Belushi, yeah. and they had like kind of they play music and they do kind of like yeah. a lot. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I was too young for that, but could you imagine yeah. just going to New York, going to some place, you know? Sitting there and watching these guys live, yeah. Like there are people who saw them live. It's like I remember before he was on Saturday Night Live. I remember Chevy Chase yeah. before he was a Hollywood star. You and know? They, you know, bits of characters would bleed over into later evolutions of other characters, and that's really where they these guys worked out. You know, the genre, and uh, it, it, it's it's really it's really yeah. interesting. Uh, but uh, to dovetail back a little bit into the the, the sadly sweet uh, John Candy gets me sort of depressed when I, whenever I see John Candy. I'm like, oh man, I miss John Candy. Yeah, no, yeah, he was uh, brilliant. There he was are brilliant. others. Belushi. You look at Belushi. Jeez, oh, yeah. if, if only, right? And the other one, the one that because he, you know, he was a later guy, and so media is Chris Farley. Yeah, Chris Farley. And, yeah. Uh, late, I see the other, the other one. Chris Chris Farley was like, dang it, he's kind of like yeah. 
But I mean, uh, did you see uh, Adam Sandler? He did the stand-up thing, and he he actually, for the first time in a long time, he wrote a brand new song, and it's a tribute to Chris no, Farley. I, no, I and not. it's sadly sweet. He talks yeah. about Farley in the song, and there's like uh, things in the background of showing highlights and things like that. And you look at that, and and you say to yourself, you know, "This whole thing's going on." I'm listen to it, and I I just come away with, man, I I miss Chris Farley. You know. Um, you know the thing with so I can't John Candy yeah. John Candy was uh um John Candy was um that was the one that was like oh dang you know yeah it just was like yeah but the thing I don't want to sound because he wasn't I don't want to sound up, mean or anything but he wasn't tra- rounded up in drugs it wasn't surrounding of something that you knew like okay yeah I can believe this guy OD'd because he'd lived that, in a certain I was life. just going to say that was kind of the every, like when John Belushi died everyone kind of even just people I mean it was like you yeah. know it's like it was like yeah, when a rock star people were like Janis Joplin drops and like, not too many people were like geez I didn't see that coming yeah exactly it, like a know. lot of there was just kind of like an underpinning that John Belushi was pretty wild, right? You and know? you expect that that's the end for someone who lives. That I mean, sort that's of not that's not yeah, and that's because that template had been borne out again right. and again and, and again. And it's not it's not an excuse. And it's sad to say, and yeah. it's not like something where it's like it doesn't make it any like it, yeah. to me. It doesn't make it, it to me. It makes it almost even a little more tragic because man, you had this huge gift. Well, it's and a, it just ended. It's like you know, it's like you know, it's like, hey, man, dude, you're worth so much money, <laughs> <laughs> right? And the world put is down the crack man. pipe and maybe hire a personal trainer. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> then he becomes Joe Piscopo, right? You right, know, like, right. Yeah, uh, but you know, yeah, it's just kind of like <laughs> it, I mean, it, again, it sounds so bad, but but yeah, the John Belushi one was like, oh, damn, yeah, he was really funny. Yeah, but he like like live what you fast. saw on the screen seemed to be go home. You, you're right, the live fast, die young sort of ethos, yeah. you know. Whereas yeah. John Candy, a family man, yeah, uh, yeah, that he was kind of he was your he was your cool uncle guy, you know, or just uh, part yeah. of the family that just was was just a genuinely brilliant guy, you know. And uh, uh, yes, John Candy, John, makes Belushi. Me it's interesting too because Belushi's remembered. And I watching this this um, National Lampoon mm-hmm. stuff. Like if you go back to the the uh, documentary, the archives, you go back and you look at John yeah. Belushi. Uh, he like what we know of John Belushi coming out of Saturday Night Live and all that is that physical crazy. Yeah. I mean, Animal House. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, the Blues Brothers. Yeah. The just over the top physical. I mean, he yeah. was seen like. John Belushi, he's blue. Cast him. He's the wild man. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what's interesting when you go back to uh, the National Lampoon days is he he was writing a lot of the comedies and even in the earliest Saturday Night Live, you know he he it not his his comedy wasn't all that crazy out there stuff. Right. It was actually just pure comedy and it's kind of it's kind of sad that again when you talk about ending like <laughs> that was the last show when he was wearing no drunk one, on wine and wearing the uh, Space Ghost costume it's yeah. sort of like Belushi <laughs> kind of his memory is that time out capsule there was, yeah I mean really like if you if you, I think still yeah you may say the Blues Brothers or yeah. I think Animal House Animal if you House, think yeah. of well 
what comes to mind when you think of John Belushi, right? Or Joe, or the Joe Cocker thing, yeah. where he's like or going sam- crazy. Samurai, whatever Sa- it was. Right. Um, tearing stuff up. It's right. always like physical comedy. Yeah. That's what you think of him in yeah. his death. Right. But if you really go back, it wasn't. I mean, he he had more range than that. He did, and, and in fact, uh, if you look at his, uh, I'll I'll use the word again, arc. If you look at the arc and his body of work, you can see just before his death, the years, you know, a couple years of just before his death. I think he was honestly trying to get back to that, and the my and people are saying, "Gee, geez, uh, gee, geez, Dick Curmudgeon, how can you say that?" I, I'm going to throw out one movie. I know to where you. I know where you're going to go with this. Con- I know. Continental Divide. Continental Divide. Yep. Continental Divide, written by, yep. uh, is that uh, is that Hunter Thompson? He had a piece of it. Belushi had a piece of it, and there's a third guy. I can't remember. Uh, but there actually is. And Continental just, Divide, yeah. And uh, folks, go, go out, if you want homework for the weekend, go out and watch that. You see a whole different side of a John Belushi that just today it's just it's never re- it. it's just never thought of, you know. And that's sad, too, because same thing with, like, Farley. I mean, he's forever known. And, and I think, yeah, he did a lot of physical comedy and stuff. But my, my thing is, who knows where that guy would have gone in his comedy? You know, who, in the, the arc of I'm looking. It. I'm looking this up because I wanted to see. Continental Divide is a 1981 American romantic comedy film starring John Belushi mm-hmm. and Blair Brown. Yeah. It was first... Uh, it was the first film produced by Steven Spielberg's production company, Ambling Inter- Amblin Entertainment. Ah. Uh, uh, Lawrence Kasdan wrote it. Okay. Of Star Wars. Yes. Fame. Lawrence Kasdan. But there was something else that contri- contributed with it, though. A Chicago newspaper reporter. I think it's kind of based on... I think yeah. it's based on, on Hunter Thompson. Yeah. I think the character... Is based on Hunter Thompson, the kind of Gonzo journalist, mm-hmm. because yeah. it's a plot. A Chicago newspaper reporter, Ernie Sauchak, is investigating a corrupt city councilman after doing an expose on some corrupt land dealings by the Sounds... councilman. He's assaulted by two police officers sent by the councilman and ends up in the hospital. Sounds exactly like. Uh... It sounds exactly like Hunter S. Thompson at the yeah. at the '68 convention where he. So gets, Kasdan yeah. wrote it and. Uh, Directed by Michael Apted um, and produced by Spielberg's company. Yeah. Uh, but Kasner wrote it, but I, I, I seem to there was a, feel I, like they had kind of based it on. Yeah, Hunter but there Thompson. was another. I'm going to have to really do some deep research, but there was another yeah. like contributor that well, you wouldn't think. You wouldn't they just closed the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but Continental Divide, yeah, it totally. I mean. And that was 81 and he died in 82, so. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Good yeah. point. He had, he had started I didn't think about that to try and like, yeah, more well-rounded kind of. I'm no longer in my 20s or 30s. Well, yeah, or stretching. I mean, had, you know, this is the whole. And the times were holding. Had they survived, where would they be today? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the times like, were getting totally different. Uh, again, those movies like Animal House and stuff in the real early eight, late 70s, early 80s was starting to move into the range of when you get into the mid 80s, it's all teeny bopper movies. You know, Real Genius, Val Kilmer, uh, whatever. Or sometimes you can. I even like point to Val a, Kilmer. I, I love Val. Yeah, I love Real Genius. Yeah, and I like Top Secret. Top, <laughs> that is my favorite out of all the like the airplane and know, right? naked gun right, and all that right. stuff. 
It, it is mine too. I mean, airplane. I mean that you know, guy gets beaten up. Ah, latrine. You know, I know. Just, and the I cow know. with the boots. That still doesn't. It. It. You know. I know. I know. So my guilty pleasure. It came. I. I remember it came out when I was a kid. We went to the. I went. I was like in high school and yeah. went out with the, my friends to see it. Actually, we'd seen the previews at another Great. movie. We'd go out to the movies on Friday night. You know mm-hmm. what kids do. What kids don't do today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like kids don't do anything today. It it would suck it's, being a kid. It's no longer in the theaters. It's the, you're meeting up on a server somewhere to play video games. Yeah, yeah, together. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd go out, and I remember we went to see a movie, and they played the preview for Top Secret, and yeah, and I just I was like this when I saw the because the trailer was excellent. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was and from the makers of Airplane and. Uh, yeah. Was the naked gun out? No, no, th- no this was that was in between. In between the, na- it's the, the make, the creators of Airplane and, and yeah. I think Kentucky Fried Movie was yes, the first movie. I think, yeah. And uh, and um, and I remember I was like this, like because I was cra- yeah. crazy. Uh, it still am after all these years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, and I yeah. turned to my friend, and he looks at me like. Oh my god! No, and I go, oh my god! I gotta see that movie. Yeah. Oh my god! And it was because, yeah. like in the trailer, all of a sudden he's Nick Rivers, yes. the rock and roll star, and he's technically singing for the East Germans, yes. which are all pretty much dressed up like Nazis. Nazis right? I mean, and it's like, oh, this is a movie made for my comedy sense. Right? Yes. I mean, yes. being a kid who grew up on Hogan's Heroes. You yeah. know, and all that. Other, other and friends, rock and roll. Other <laughs> friends of mine would sit there and go like this. Me, uh, when, when Nick yeah. Rivers is singing Cut in a Rug, I'm just, this is great. I you know. know. This is awesome. I was like, I am so in this movie. Or the love song, you know, where he keeps, keeps trying to off himself. He like, tries sticking his head in an oven, you know. And then the background guy is playing, you know, ba- upright bass. or pulling them out of the yes, oven, you know. Yes. It's just. The end. The end yeah. of the trailer. The end of the trailer for the movie is, and they throw scenes. And the end of the trailer of the movie yeah. was this love scene between Val Kilmer and the the lady, and I don't know who played it. And they're going back and forth. It's like you know, I'm a rock and roll star who happened to come to East Germany and meet, <laughs> the, and I'm with the resistance because there's yeah. the resistance, and, blah, 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 and they're going back and forth, and they're they're like you know close, like right, yeah. and she goes, it almost sounds like a bad movie. And right. then they turn to the camera yeah, like, and oh. break the third wall. And that was it. It's like, I'm seeing this movie. This Great. is my movie. And my friends were just like, oh, God, you, you can't tell me a movie just did that. It's like, that movie did that. And I'm this movie comes out. Yeah. I got my ticket. Right. I'm going to see yes. Top Secret. Yes. And then I saw it. And I saw it with my girlfriend at the time. I think we saw it more. I think we saw it more than once. Oh, yeah. Like it was like, yeah, it's, that's one of those movies that you repeat because you get into it. I mean, yeah. my favorite. My are, girlfriend are the names. thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time, I guess I had a girlfriend at the time. I remember <laughs> she was just like, that was really funny. It was like, isn't it? Isn't it just, I don't know, my kind of humor. And the thing that didn't do really big at the box office made it even more special. Mm-hmm. Like it was your own secret it's a, it's sort of. It's a cult of, movie yeah. now. Oh, yeah. It's a cult movie. and and um, Yeah, some, some of my favorite parts. I are have the, my copy of it. I have the I, yeah. I have it somewhere have on oh, uh, yeah. burned on DVD. Yeah, no, like I that. I have I have I bought the I I I showed it <laughs> to Offspring once and yes. they were pretty shocked. Yes, Top Secret, I love that. But, the name, the but, names of the Resistance people, my two favorite is Latrine and Chocolate. I know, I, I love know. that. 
I know. And it's just every, uh, yeah. And then, but it turned out like like I found out like the newer generation, uh, yeah. the Naked Gun, yeah, hit pretty well, yeah, it did. And and Leslie when I watched Olsen. that movie, I mean, uh, you say, well, did the movie age well? Yes and no, right? <laughs> and no. Uh, OJ Nordberg <laughs> Nordberg didn't uh, age. That did not age well. Yeah, but outside of but he ruined that. Nordberg for me. Because Nordberg was a cool character. You're like, yeah, Nordberg's well, funny. But he's also kind of like just like, I mean, he luckily just gets injured and they kind of pull him off. It. So then it's just pretty much Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy. Right. And, and Priscilla Ricard, Presley. And, Rick, and Priscilla Presley, yeah. who is fantastic in yeah. it. George, Ken, George Kennedy. Yeah. And yeah, it was his partner. He's the old 70s, big knotted tie, you know, polyester suit, yeah. you know. And Ricardo Montalban. Yes. Is a heavy. And it's just like, yeah. I remember we were watching The Naked Gun, and the whole just scene where he meets Ricardo Montalban, like, do you like my pet piranhas, <laughs> you know? And then the pen goes in there, and he's, like, trying to get the, and then the, he's got the fish on the nose. Right. And, I mean, it, it, and then and then there's always the <clears throat> the dick curmudgeon jokes, yes, yes, right? Yes, 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 oh, Involving sure. ballet dancers in... Yep. Top secret mm-hmm. and involving a statue and a and a Leslie Nielsen escape, <laughs> which honest to God, you Didn't know you when like, your kid is just about old enough broke, to get broke yeah, yeah, right? yeah 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 yeah, it's it's hilarious. And then he he's like he's escaping yeah, and then he gets in the window because he's like you know uh, escaping some dire thing yeah, and then he's 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 got this stone. In his hand, and it's in this lady's bedroom. Yeah, and he's like a cop. It's like I'm escaping. I'm a cop. I, I'm okay. And he's shaking this thing at this lady, <laughs> and she's like freaking out. You're a pervert. Yeah. You oh doing? my god. No, lady, lady. I'm a police officer. And it's Leslie Nielsen playing. It, 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 Leslie, yeah. it, talk about a brilliant yeah actor. Yeah. And he's just playing it straight. And yeah. and he was never a comedy actor. No, his early Up like until 50s and moment. 60s, he was a, a, a real serious kind of heavy dude. And it was uh, yeah. tel- uh, all his television roles. He was like a he- uh, one of the earliest uh, Columbo episodes. Mm. Leslie's one of the, the heavies. Mm. He's always like a, a heavy. And yeah. you, know, you know what really groundbreaking, which is actually... Uh, somebody was talking about this the other day, and and they were right that this is really to this day groundbreaking. And I don't have a copy of it, and I'd love to get it like on a Blu-ray or something. Mm-hmm. Stars Leslie Nielsen mm-hmm. as the captain of a starship. Oh 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 oh! That's I'm foggy, but it's a movie that is no. Is Robbie the robot? Lost in space? No, that's no, no. not lost in space. That's a. Uh, um, oh, um, crap! I, again, I I got a brain thing, and it's not it's Walter just, Pigeon. I can tell you all the people in it. Not lost in space. Robbie the robot. Oh, uh, um, black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think it's in color. Yeah, later ones. Uh, Robbie, yeah, it's Robbie the Robot, and I think it was like nineteen fifty nine. I know some somebody right now is watching this and they're screaming, "You idiot!" I know it's they're this, always going to do this, that. and I'm like, uh, they're always going to do that. You know why? Uh, because we can't 
think of anything. God, look at all these movies he did. Yeah, I, I'm still listen, folks. It's hard for me to they say. They don't even have it on stuff. this list. I'm still in the top. I'm I'm still thinking top secret. They don't even have this on the list. Hmm. Okay, you're gonna have to give it to me. Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. It's one of those things like, okay, yeah, I get it now. Doug on it. Yeah, Robbie the Robot. I got the reason why I got Robbie the Robot mixed in, uh, mixed up with the guy from, you know, the robot lost in space. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Which uh, um, the Robbie the Robot prop did appear yeah. in Lost in Space. Okay. It appeared. Apparently, it was like a very expensive movie. Like hmm. the props. I mean, you look at it they today. They double use, recycle things. And kind of, well, no, you look at it today and you go, you know, yeah. because it's like a 19, what year, what year was it? Hmm. It's an old, old movie, but it's, it's, it's early. It's like, you know, Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, um, War of the Worlds. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, Day of the Earth Stood Day Still. Day of the Earth Stood Still. I mean, these yeah. were all like kind of contemporary. Yeah. It wasn't Star Wars, you know. But it was there. Or CGI, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, yeah, yeah, apparently it, it cost a lot of money because they, they built, like, when the Earth, Robbie the Roman. Like when the Earth collides or something like that. Um, right. As a matter of fact, um, I had found recently, like in the last year, they uh, auctioned off some props from Forbidden Planet. Like, there was, like, wow. a little car that they drive around that they actually built. Yeah. And it went for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, because you got to have it. I mean, something I like that. If, you know what? I feel like... It's I like f- the time machine of H.G. Wells. Oh, yeah. Look at this. The Big Bang Forbidden period. Planet, 1956. You okay. know what the budget was hmm. on that? <laughs> uh, it, oh, is this adjusted? Maybe, what, three grand? No. <laughs> One million nine hundred sixty-eight. Oh, okay. Well, the box office is two million seven hundred sixty-five. Hmm. Let me just see here. I'm curious... Um, and I've been dying. I, I I need to. Maybe I can rent that on YouTube. I use the YouTube to rent stuff. Three yeah. bucks a movie. Okay. Forty eight yeah. hours. Well, I got YouTube. I got yeah. a YouTube account. Yeah, mine has been lately. It's it's been Amazon Prime. You're on the Amazon Prime. Yeah. You you have to pay for that. Like oh, speaking of a monthly or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of uh, a a absolutely brilliant show, brilliant show that you have to check out is the. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You know, I have heard of that, and I was going to look it up. Someone just mentioned that. Oh, it's it's brilliant, and that's on Prime. Right? Yeah, it takes place in the in the fifties. Yeah. Uh, one of the characters, reemerging character that, that comes back over and over again, is Lenny Bruce. Yeah, I, I've been people it, have been saying a lot about that. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, that that, uh, that I just don't want to pay a, for a million different things. True. So here it was at MGM, Forbidden Planet. Um, yeah, here it is. Uh, later, many costume and prop items were ye- reused in several episodes of the television series The Twilight Zone. Okay. Um, including Robbie the Robot. Yeah. Um, at a cost, here it is, at a cost of roughly $125,000. This is 1956 dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nineteen fifty-five dollars. Robbie the robot was very expensive for a film prop at this time. It mm. represented almost seven percent of the film's one point nine million dollar budget. I mean, mm. one point nine million in nineteen 
56, yeah. It's, it's got to be. Uh, Damn it. Come on. See, one, one million and 56 Yeah, money. 1956. What, nine million maybe? 1955-ish. Yeah. You know, I don't know how long it took them Could to be what, nine, film it. Nine, ten million. Well, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, hmm. That hmm. actually equates, Robbie the Robot equates a $1 million in 2017. So building that. Yeah, there's a, I, I saw the whole um, thing about the car mm-hmm. when it was up on auction. Mm-hmm. Like somebody had posted it. It was like Boeing. Actually, I think it was like Boeing Boeing posted, posted mm. the auction. And of course, like a, Online in the auctions, they'll show you lots of details about what they're auctioning off. Yeah. And they had this whole detail of all the electronics, because all the electronics worked in the props. So wow. lights and stuff. We're talking 1950. We're not talking, we're, we're, you know, we're not talking like uh, integrated circuit no. chips, LEDs. We're talking vacuum tubes and, right. and, and light bulbs. And, yeah, and if you look and back wires. what was go- going on in 1950s TV, you know, Jack Benny and other stuff, yeah. that, that's quite a leap, you know. Yeah. What would have been restricted to, to radio a few years earlier is now able to uh, translate on the, uh, well, at least small screen. Yeah, Forbidden Planet and The Day the Earth Stood Still, I think, are two of the, the greatest mm-hmm. things. And, you know, the, the thing that fascinates me about... Uh, Forbidden Planet is... Um, so when worlds collide or when Earth collides? It's like when the yeah. moon, moon collides into the Earth. But with the yeah. Forbidden Planet, um, Leslie Nielsen and the crew mm-hmm. are... I, I can't remember which one it is, but they're members... I think they're members of Starfleet. Yeah, or the Federation. But I think it's mm. Starfleet. I think mm. it's Starfleet. They're members because they land and they meet the guy and they're like, yeah, we, we came from is Starfleet. Is this like an early Roddenberry thing or it's something? It's not. Or it just... I, maybe Roddenberry might have got the idea. I mean, this is well before Star Trek. But yeah. they are kind of Star Trek-y. Oh. Like the crew is kind of, you, you kind of, Leslie Nielsen's crew is kind of, yeah. Slightly reminiscent of, oh, this is kind of like the crew of the Enterprise, you yeah, know, and they're yeah, yeah. exploring and they're landing on a planet to check up on uh, the people on the planet. And uh, they came from Starfleet, you know. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I always I always found that uh, humorous when I would. You know, Walter, speak- Walter Pigeon is Dr. Edward Morbius. Yeah, Edward Morbius. You know, speaking of Gene Roddenberry. And Francis as Altaria Alta Morbius. She's the... There's a name for you. The young ingenue. Ah. Leslie Nielsen as Commander John J. Adams. Mm. Robbie the Robot as himself. (laughs) Right. Uh, Trying to think. Jack Kelly, isn't it? Uh, Earl Holloman was the cook. A young Earl Holloman. Trying to remember who else was in this movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it, what, it was I, a I, I get something that's cool t- movie. T- totally off topic. And that was Leslie Nielsen, so there you go. To- totally off topic. What, what, what's the time? Uh, what time is it? It's 6.30. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. I just, you know. I know. It's, it's, we probably should go. Yeah. I'm think, fine with that. We're just, we're just I think the wife, wife's sitting out there. Yeah, we're just yeah. chatting here. She's probably like looking at her device right now, like, yeah, yeah, I am sitting out there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think we covered it. We covered the mashups. We covered. I mean, you know. Yeah. We we're on That's the lookout not, for yeah. suck. 
That's what he called it. Instead of, like, in the case of the purloined sock, it could just be called the second sock. I'm telling you, right? Just right here. It's like, why, well, yes, I, uh, I'd love to uh, have another uh, kind of hay. It's like... Don't you, tell him he's got a sock statically stuck to his back. You know, ne- folks. You know now. Next show, I'm going to I'm going to act like I'm mopping my brow, and now it's going to come a pair of panties. It's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to happen. I'm sorry I brought that up, ladies and gentlemen. That's called foreshadowing. Oh, brother, the life and times. Yeah, you know. Of Doc Dick, Normal. Dick Curmudgeon, you know, Dick and Nick Curmudgeon. That's what they're doing. They're out there on the. You know, they're on the tip yep. of the spear of, of everything uh, hard-boiled, hard-boiled comedy. There's so much to talk about, but, you know, whatever. We'll yeah. do it later. Good to I see know. you, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Good and to we, see you. And we, we will return. Excellent. Bye. <laughs>